All right, so welcome to the African History Network show. It is Thursday, February 17th, 2022, and we are live. Call in numbers 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is the call in number. If you have a question or comment, 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. All right, so I saw this story. Um from the griot.com, NBC News. Then I was looking at um, uh, some local news sources for this story as well. Um, I was looking at uh, W, I think it's WTHR uh, out of Indiana. So you you have this um, Black History Month lesson that's taking place. We know this is the month of February. And this story, uh, uh, WTHR, yeah, WTHR in South Indiana. Um, this story deals with the Spronica Elementary School, Spronica Elementary School. And Washington Post has a good, uh, good article on this also. Um, and Indiana school planned, uh, Black History Month lessons. A letter sent to parents allowed them to opt out. A Black History Month, uh, uh, an Indiana school planned a Black History Month lesson. A letter sent to parents allowed them to opt out of the Black History Month lesson. And it was a count, it was a uh, counselor who sent the uh, letter that allowed parents to opt out. The counselor's name is Benjamin White, Spronica Elementary School. And, uh, Nevaeh, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Nevaeh, Indiana. So we're going to talk about this story. This story has uh, garnered nationwide attention. There's an update to this story from Wednesday, February 16th from, uh, from Superintendent Emily Tracy. And WTHR Channel 13 there in uh, Indiana has some good reporting on this also. Uh, so we'll talk about this. And then, you know, we, we talked about Whoopi Goldberg being suspended, I think wrongfully suspended uh, from the view for expressing her view. And she didn't she was wrong about history, but a lot of people are wrong about history. Americans are very ignorant when it comes to history. So uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, we know, returned to the view after being suspended for saying that the uh, Jewish Holocaust uh, during World War II was um, was 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 uh, was not about race, and you know we broke this down extensively on this show and talked about how the uh, Nazis, based upon uh, their uh, Nazi ideology, saw the Jews as an inferior race, so it was therefore about race. It's not understanding race from the uh, American perspective of understanding race and racism and, and European American or whites against African Americans is understanding it from the uh, ideology of the Nazis and the master race that uh, Hitler was spreading the propaganda regarding. So there's a, um, story from uh, soaparpanetwork.com. So what we found out is that uh, Whoopi Go uh, the period of time for the, the, the one full week 
that Whoopi Goldberg was uh, suspended from The View. The View uh, hit a season low in total viewership. The View hit a season low in total viewership and key sales demographics during the full week of Whoopi Goldberg's suspension. Okay. So we're going to talk about that some as well because uh, a lot of the fans of The View um, disagreed with Kim Godwin, uh, president of uh, ABC News, suspending Whoopi Goldberg after after Whoopi Goldberg uh, apologized. Okay, uh, she she made the mistake on a Monday. She apologized on a Tuesday, and then got suspended anyway. So we'll talk about this as well. All right. And then we'll also give you a preview of the online class that I teach on Saturdays and Sundays from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement of Black Power, 1865 to 1968. And we'll talk also about ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. All right. Now, on the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now it's correct your own behavior, what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself. And what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. All right, uh, we're going to go to clip one here uh, in just a second, Shakita. So there was a uh, first story I saw about this was from um, from thegrio.com. And the Grio has a piece here from... Um, from uh, February 17th, parents given choice for elementary school kids to opt out of black history lesson. And they, in this article from the GRIO, they actually have the uh, the memo um, that was sent home to parents. Uh, let's go to clip one, Shakita, from uh, NBC News. Okay. All right. So I guess we have to get it queued up. All right. Uh, if we look at this uh, piece from Washington Post, um, in Indiana school planned Black History Month lessons, a letter sent to parents allowed them to opt out. All right. So earlier this month, a letter to Spronica Elementary School parents in uh, uh, Nevada, Indiana, uh, Nenveya, Indiana, enthusiastically announced plans to teach lessons about equity, caring, and understanding differences in honor of Valentine's Day and Black History Month. Now, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I have a problem trying to... Uh, you combining these lessons with Valentine's Day and Black History Month. I understand Frederick Douglass' birthday is February 14th, his assumed birthday, because he didn't know his birthday, but you're you, you announce plans to teach lessons about equity, caring, and understanding differences in honor of Valentine's Day and Black History Month. Okay. Now, oh, also, by the way, okay, this this school, Spronica Elementary School, has 240 students. 97% of the students are white. All right. Just, just keep that in mind. Now, students, uh, quote, students show, a study show that students who have a greater understanding of diversity in the classroom 
and outside and and outside world will demonstrate improved learning outcomes such as improved grades, better peer relationships, and greater success later on, uh, the letter stated, uh, which was signed by school counselor Benjamin White. School counselor Benjamin White. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. We're gonna let you uh we're gonna go to that clip from NBC News also when we come back from the break. Uh, you listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry. It's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre. I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Natori Naughton reached out to me and she's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Thursday, February 17th, 2022, and we are live. All right, I'll be back. I'll be uh, back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on uh, Friday, February 18th. So look out for that. And we'll share that on our uh, social media platforms also. I'm a panelist usually each Friday on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Roland is um, in Liberia right now uh, covering the bicentennial of um, uh, Liberia uh, in Liberia's independence. So we'll probably talk about that some on tomorrow's show. All right. So right before the break, uh, and we're going to clip number one from NBC News here in just a minute. I was talking about this story out of Indiana. It's a strange story uh, out of out of uh, southern Indiana. This deals with the Spronica Elementary School. Spronica Elementary School. It's a school of 240, uh, 240 students, and uh, the student body is 97% white. Okay, those on Facebook and YouTube stand by this computer. It gave them the option to opt out of the Black History Month lesson also, okay? Um, let's go back to this. I want to go back to this uh, article here from Washington Post. I had to refresh the screen because it was freezing up on me. Okay, so... Early this month, a letter uh, to Spronica Elementary School parents in uh, Nineveh, uh, uh, Indiana, enthusiastically announced plans to teach lessons about equity, caring, and sharing, equity, caring, and understanding differences in honor of Valentine's Day and Black History Month. Um, Studies show that students who have a greater understanding of diversity in the classroom and outside world will demonstrate improved learning outcomes, such as 
improved grades, better peer relationships, and greater career success later on, stated the letter, which was signed by school counselor Benjamin White. But below school counselor Benjamin White's sign-off, the letter gave parents the option of shielding their children from the lessons. Parents could sign the bottom of the form under a sentence that read, quote, my student does not have my permission to receive this lesson. My student does not have my permission to receive this lesson. Now, um, a photo of the form on Tuesday spread widely on Twitter, okay? Tuesday, uh, February 15th, a photo of the form spread widely on Twitter. And actually, if we look at the article here from thegrio.com, because I was able to get the ad to go down, one of the ads, there's so many ads here, my God. Um, they have a post here of the letter, okay? And it's on Twitter. And we can't get it any. Can we get it any larger than that? Okay. So here's the letter here. And then at the bottom, it has Benjamin White and Master Science Education, school counselor, all that. My student does not have permission to receive this lesson parent signature. Okay. So this was posted um, Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. So this has gone viral. Uh, a lot of people are outraged about it. And if we go back to uh, Washington Post piece here, because Washington Post has a really good uh, article. I read a number of different articles here. Washington Post has an updated article. This article came out today from the Washington Post. So a photo of the form on Tuesday, February 15th, spread widely on Twitter, prompting online backlash prompting online backlash and leading Brown, Count, Brown County Schools, a district located about 40 miles south of Indianapolis, to respond. Now, in the letter to families and staff members, Superintendent Emily Tracy, who's the superintendent of Brown County Schools, acknowledged the opt-out, uh, acknowledged the opt-out form and said the school district is, quote unquote, gathering more information on the matter, gathering more information on the matter. Uh, Brown County uh, School Superintendent, School District Superintendent uh, Emily Tracy said, in the meantime, uh, know that we support teaching about the facts in our history. Know that we support teaching about the facts in our history including historical injustices. Know that we support teaching about the facts in our history, including historical injustices. Quote, our district is and will continue to be committed to having compassion for all and supporting an education community that will allow all students, staff, families, and community members the opportunity to feel welcome. Okay, so this this was a statement that um, Superintendent Emily uh, 
Tracy out and I think this was uh I think this went out on Wednesday. Okay, let's go to clip number one, please, uh Shakita from NBC News. Elementary school in Brown County allegedly sent a letter home to parents allowing students to opt out of black history lessons. The last line of that letter in this picture reads, if you would like to opt your child out for receiving these lessons, then sign the form below and have your child return it to the school to give to the teacher. The post is making its rounds on social media with thousands of retweets and comments. One response, this makes me really sad for America. Another writes, why would this even be an option? 13 News reached out to the counselor who wrote the letter and were referred to the superintendent. After leaving messages, we showed up. We went to the Brown County Schools Administrative Office to speak with the superintendent, but we were told she's not available. Then Wednesday afternoon, 13 News found out the superintendent sent a letter to parents and staff about the situation. She released this statement to 13 News. She says, in part, quote, we do not allow students and parents to opt out of required curriculum, including instruction on social studies and histories. Any decision related to parental consent and curriculum determinations are made in accordance with the law. We are looking into the matter to determine the justification for the language included in the letter. We will respond to any parental concerns on an individualized basis. All right, all right, all right, pause right there. Okay, so um, if we look at this here, in a statement to WTHR Channel 13, uh, Browns County School Superintendent Emily Tracy said that the school district does not allow students and parents to opt out of required curriculum, including instruction on social studies and histories, end quote. Now, uh, when the Washington Post reached out to uh, Emily Tracy, neither Tracy nor Benjamin White, the counselor, responded, responded to messages from the Washington Post late on Wednesday. But uh, Emily Tracy did send a statement to WTHR Channel 13 there in uh, uh, Indiana. Any uh, Emily Tracy went on to say any decision related to parental consent and curriculum determinations are made in accordance with the law, she said. Now, uh, about 240 students are enrolled at Spronica Elementary School, which is in uh, Nineveh, uh, Nineveh, Indiana, which is uh, southern Indiana. It's in Brown County. The school is 97% white. Now, as a historian, I shudder to think what their Black History Month lessons look like. You know, now I don't know what they look like, so I just I'm just scared to see what they look like. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Maybe maybe they have some good ones. I don't know, but I'm just if the school is 97 white. Okay, I'm not sure what percentage. I'm not sure what percentage of their Teachers are back are African American, but it's like uh, I can have. I'm, they're probably not dealing. They're probably not dealing with information from Asala Association for the Study of African American Life and History. They're probably not dealing with this year's theme, uh, national theme for African American History Month, coming from Asala, 
which is black wellness and health. So now news of the opt out form comes as teachers and school administrators around the country grapple with how to teach race-based lessons, with how to teach race-based lessons. In 13 states, new laws or directives have limited how race and sometimes gender are addressed in, in classrooms, leaving teachers fearful of the repercussions and consequences in some cases, opting to pull lessons, the Washington Post has reported. Now we'll continue this on the other side of the break. And um, there was a good segment from the readout with Joanne Reed from um, a good segment uh, from the readout with Joanne Reed from uh, what was that? The, the 16th uh, dealing with this topic as well uh, of the GOP and this backlash to lessons taught in school and this fake attack on critical race theory. Uh, you listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotep. We'll be back in a few minutes. Jeanette Davis is a well-established author with six published books. Black Survival in White America from Past History to the Next Century was published in 1995 and it delves into the history of African Americans before slavery up to contemporary times. The Great Divide Between Blacks and Whites was released in 2008, and her autobiography, Black Just Like My Mama, was published in 2010. Soulful Journey, The Business of Beings, was released in December 2021, and her two latest books, Echoes from the Heart, Love Throws Poetry, and Master Being Human, were both published in January of 2022. Jeanette Davis' writings delve deeply into the psyche of black people from ancient to contemporary times. She cuts no corners and leaves no stones unturned in relating truth, letting the chips fall where they may on both African and European doorsteps. Order Jeanette Davis's books today at Amazon.com. Search for Jeanette Davis and get to know her work today. STEM Forward, helping our community find their place in the emerging fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Join us for our monthly live stream on our website, stemforwardedu.org. Watch, subscribe, share. Also join our mailing list to stay up to date with STEM resources and opportunities. STEM Forward, the future is now. Watch, subscribe, share. events in history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Unfortunately, many people confuse what racism is. Racism is a power structure. It was laws and policies that put us in this predicament. It's going to be laws and policies that take advantage of them. You control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts. You control the compass of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. We have it all on 910 AM Superstation. <laughs> 910, The Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, The Superstation, The Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Thursday, February 17th, 2022, and we are live. Uh, I'll be on Roland Martin Unfiltered on Friday, so you can watch on Facebook and YouTube, Roland Martin on Facebook and YouTube. I share the broadcast also on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Um, be sure to register for the online classes I teach on Saturdays and Sundays 
I just sent you clip number three, Shakita from WTHR, Channel 13, Indiana. We'll, we'll go into that in just a minute. Okay, so right before the break, we were talking about this story out of um, Indiana in uh, the Brown County School District. This deals with Spronica Elementary School, where a uh, waiver was sent out uh, dealing with a Black History Month lesson, and parents were uh, given the option to opt their children out of the Black History Month lesson, all right? And also be sure to register for the 10 week online classes I teach on Saturdays and Sundays from this uh, ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. And then also uh, from the civil war to the civil rights movement and the black power, 1865 to 1968. All right, I teach those on Saturdays and Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, if we, uh, thegrio.com has this article here this is the first article I saw on this topic, and I did more research on this. Um, parents, parents given choice for. Okay, let me close this up. They have too many ads. Grio has too many ads. I can't. I can't deal with that. Uh, let's go back to the Washington Post. Uh, so this piece here from the Washington Post. Uh, in Indiana school planned Black History Month lessons, a letter sent to parents allowed them to opt out. This is from uh, February, uh, February 17th, 2022. All right. So if we go to this uh, piece, we're going to clip number three from WTHR in just a second, Shakita. It's in the it's in that article that I sent. OK, so if we look at this here in a statement to WTHR channel 13. Uh, Emily Tracy, who is the school district superintendent, uh, said that the, that, the, that the school district, Brown, uh, the Brown uh, County School District, does not allow students and parents to opt out of required curriculum, including instruction on social studies and histories. She said any decision related to parental consent and curriculum determinations are made in accordance with the law. Uh, now, uh, Spronica Elementary School has 240 students, approximately. The student body is 97% white, according to state data. Now, news of the opt-out form comes as teachers and school, administrator, school, administra school administrators around the country grapple with how to teach race-based lessons, grapple with how to teach race-based lessons. In 13 states, new laws or directives have limited how race and sometimes gender, how race and sometimes gender are addressed in classrooms um, leaving teachers fearful of the repercussions and in some cases opting to pull lessons. The Washington Post reported. Now, Indiana is among at least 27 states considering at least 27 states considering such legislation passed by the Republican controlled Indiana House uh, State House of Representatives in January of 2021 House Bill 1134 proposes limits to race and history lessons in the state's classrooms, the Indianapolis Star reported. 
although Senate Republicans there on Tuesday proposed changes that would slightly weaken the bill, state Senate Republicans in the state of uh, Indiana. Now, in January, a similar bill stalled in the Indiana State Senate after its author, Republican State Senator Scott Baldwin, said teachers, teachers' lessons about fascism and Nazism should be impartial. State now, so see this is why who's in your state legislature and who your governor is is so important to be able to block stupid bills like this. State Republican Senator, state of Indiana, Scott Baldwin, Republican, said teachers' lessons about fascism and Nazism should be impartial. He later apologized and told the um, and told the Star. I think that's the uh, which Star was that? Uh, Indianapolis Star. He later apologized and told the Indianapolis Star that quote Nazism, Marxism, and fascism are a stain on our world history. Okay, I wonder if he wants to teach about the nice side of slavery also. Or teach about slavery being impartial. We're going to teach about slavery being impartial. We're going to we're going to teach about the good side of slavery. You know. See this. This is an example how the consequences. Because I, I I hear some people make idiotic statements, like the solution to the problem of Americans being ignorant of history is just teaching our children. African-American history at home. But when they go out in the world, they're dealing with people who are ignorant of their own history, ignorant of the history of African-Americans. Yeah, we should teach our children our history at home, but that, that, that history has to be taught in every school across the country. And this goes back to the uh, uh, piece from Time Magazine that we talked about on yesterday's show and the day before that, dealing with reconstruction and how the history of reconstruction is not being taught in schools. Okay. Let me, okay. Let me change this here. Change this title. Um, so reconstruction and the history of reconstruction is not being properly taught in schools. That's crucial because the January 6th insurrection was a continuation of the, uh, domestic terrorism that took place during reconstruction and what happened after reconstruction ended a new report finds that 45 states are failing to teach students about the period that shaped race relations after the civil war a new report now this is an article from time magazine uh time.com and and we talk about this in in uh, my class that I teach dealing with uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. This is from January 12th, 2022. Okay. A new report finds that 45 states are failing to teach students about the period that shaped race relations after the Civil War. Talk, you're talking about Reconstruction, 1865 to 1877. Now, what's amazing is some of the same people who will say 
well, we'll just teach our children African-American history, African history at home, but not correct was being taught in the schools. You're not going to run away from these laws because this impacts the, see, the way you treat a people is largely based upon what you think about a people. What you think about a people is largely based upon what you've been taught about a people. What you've been taught about a people is based upon what you've read, heard, and seen about a people. People's understanding of history influences the policies they support and who they vote in the office. Politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth, power, and resources, and the writing of laws, statutes, ordinances, amendments, and treaties, the adoption, interpretation, and enforcement. Many of the same people whose solution to anti-critical race theory laws is just teaching our children African-American history at home are some of the same people who then want the federal government to pay reparations for slavery. You're largely talking to people who don't understand the history of slavery and don't understand the history that happened after slavery called Reconstruction. The people that got to vote on this, most of them are ignorant of that history. Whether you're talking about it at the state level or at the federal level. So you, you got just people just running around just quoting dumbass slogans, but can't tell you how to get what it is they say they want. In the aftermath of the insurrection a year ago, January 6, 2021, which is a continuation of the Civil War, a continuation of the end of Reconstruction, a continuation of the political violence that was inflicted upon African-Americans as well as white Republicans during Reconstruction and then after Reconstruction ended. Many leading historians in the aftermath of the January 6, 2021 insurrection, many leading historians drew parallels between the violence and the Reconstruction era, the period of political revolution directly following the U.S. Civil War. These events we saw reminded me of, reminded me very much of the Reconstruction era and the overthrow of Reconstruction, which ends in 1877 with the Compromise of 1877, which was often accompanied or accomplished, I should say, by violent assaults on elected officials, said Eric Foner, Pulitzer Prize winning historian and author of the book, Reconstruction, America's Unfinished Re Revolution, 1863-1877. Okay, we'll continue this on another side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. STEM Forward, helping our community find their place in the emerging fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Join us for our monthly live stream on our website, stemforwardedu.org. Watch, subscribe, share. Also join our mailing list to stay up to date with STEM resources and opportunities. STEM Forward, the future is now. Watch, subscribe, share. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry, it's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre, I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me. She's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress 
at the age of 17. That's just one person, and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. What does self-care mean to you? To us, it's an opportunity to reconnect with nature. A chance to create something remarkable. At Sage and Elm Apothecary, our handcrafted skin care and household products immerse you in Earth's sweetest nectar, connecting you to nature in a way you never imagined. See for yourself and visit us at sageandelmapothecary.com. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation, the future radio. All right. Uh, be sure to register for the online classes I teach on, on the weekend. Uh, on Saturdays, it's ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Uh, Kemet being one of the original names for Egypt, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Uh, this is from uh, WTHR Channel 13 uh, in Indiana, and they have this article here uh, dealing with uh, an update on this story. Brown County Schools viral Ethiopia's letter. Nose had cause for alarm. Hold on. Brown County Schools. Brown County Schools viral letter gives families choice to opt out of Black History Month lessons. Let's go to that uh, video. Video uh, that's there. Uh, let's go to the clip, Shakita. All right. So once we get it queued up, uh, press play. Um, in other news, the view, Ruby Goldberg is back on the View. She came back Monday, and. Um, there's a, a good article dealing with this from uh, Soap Opera Network, okay? I saw this on uh, Smart uh, Smart News, and if I can get this, these ads, whatever the hell this is, to close up. Uh, the view hits season low in total viewers and key sales demos during full week of right, Whoopi Goldberg's suspension. All right, let's go to the clip letter in question gives students the option not to learn about black history if their parents so choose. This letter quickly went viral on social media. So tonight at 6, Argina Galeros shares the response from the school district. Veronica Elementary School in Brown County allegedly sent a letter home to parents allowing students to opt out of black history lessons. The last line of that letter in this picture reads, if you would like to opt your child out for receiving these lessons, then sign the form below and have your child return it to the school to give to the teacher. The post is making its rounds on social media with thousands of retweets and comments. One response, this makes me really sad for America. 
Another writes, why would this even be an option? 13 News reached out to Fuller, who wrote the letter, and were referred to the superintendent. After leaving messages, we showed up. We went to the It takes a lot to manage a complex health condition. Phone calls. But we were told she's not available. Then Wednesday afternoon, 13 News found out the superintendent sent a letter to parents and staff about the situation. She released this statement to 13 News. She says, in part, quote, we do not allow students and parents to opt out of required curriculum, including instruction on social studies and histories. Any decision related to parental consent and curriculum determinations are made in accordance with the law. We are looking into the matter to determine the justification for the language included in the letter. We will respond to any parental concerns on an individualized basis. Thanks so much, Gina. If you would like to read the superintendent's full statement, you can do so by heading to our website right now at WTHR.com. All right. Okay. Okay, that's from WTHR Channel 13 there in uh, Indiana. All right, now, um, back to the story here. So we know that we covered Whoopi Goldberg wrongfully being suspended uh, from The View for making a mistake about history, but there is a declining knowledge when it comes to the Holocaust in general in America. There's a declining knowledge, okay? And we know also when we look at things like uh, reconstruction, the reconstruction, the history of slavery is being incorrectly taught in school all across the country. Okay, so when she was um, uh, when she was so she came back uh, this Monday uh, to the view after being suspended and uh, soap opera network dot com has this piece. Uh, the view hit season low in total viewers and key sales demos during full week of Whoopi Goldberg suspension. Now, some people are saying, well, that's what you all get because you shouldn't have suspended Whoopi. She apologized. But Kim Godwin had CEO of ABC News had it in for her anyway, treated her like a child and said, we're going to suspend her and she should take this time to reflect and learn about the history and all whatever. Okay. When, when is America going to take the time to reflect and learn about the history of, of, of slavery in this country and the African Holocaust and what happened after slavery? We see is not correctly being taught in schools. Okay. Once again, the article from, um, uh, uh, Time Magazine. Okay. But anyway, if we look at this piece, according to the latest figures released by Nielsen, AC Nielsen, the view experienced a season low in total viewers, women 18 to 49, the, the key demographic, women 18 to 49 and 25 to 54, um, rating during the week of February 7th through 2022. The only full week without the show's moderator, Rupi Goldberg, who's been on the show, I think, since 2007. After she was suspended for comments she made on Monday, on the Monday, January 31st broadcast. Now, the February 1st broadcast, first day of Black History Month, she uh, apologized, said she was wrong, and she got suspended first day of Black History Month. Quote, if you're going to, okay, so we know what she said. All right. Now, Goldberg later apologized for her comments, stating that she she misspoke. Um, despite apologizing, Goldberg received a suspension. And let's see. 
uh, we know that co uh, uh, many of her co-star uh, uh, of her co-hosts uh, supported her as well. Now, for the for the February eleventh, twenty twenty two, for the week of February eleventh, February seventh through eleventh, twenty twenty two, the the view averaged just two uh, two million one hundred ninety five thousand viewers. Placing it ahead of General Hospital, I didn't even know General Hospital was still on the air. To uh, the, the to, uh, today with Hoda and Jenna, GMA three. What you need to know and the talk. I don't watch any of these shows. I usually have it on MSNBC all day in the Black News Channel. Uh, the show would in that 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. The show would uh, have also beaten Days of Our Lives. Uh, in total viewers, but the soap opera is currently on hiatus due to NBC, NBC's ongoing coverage of the 2022 Winter Olympics from Beijing. Now, although the view remained in it remained in 10th place uh, in women 18 to 49, the talker was down week to week, hitting a new season low with a 0.26 rating which was just barely ahead of Good Morning America 3, uh, what you need to know. So Good Morning America 3 comes on later in the day, all right? So uh, meanwhile, with women 25 to 54, The View again ranked 10th, same as one week earlier, uh, with a .39 rating, also a season low. All right, now compared to the full week of January 31st through February 4th, The View was down 283. 3,000 viewers week down 283,000 viewers week to week. A lot of people upset that um, Whoopi Goldberg was suspended, okay, from The View. So read this here from SoapOperaNetwork.com. The View hit season low in total viewers and key sales demos during full week of Whoopi Goldberg's suspension. See, this is what happens when you mess with people. You know, don't take people. She apologized. You mess with it anyway. All right, we're out of time here right now. It's correct. Your own behavior is not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. All right. Okay, so if you'd like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. The, the, the piece I was going to do. Uh, the segment from uh, the Joanne Reed show, we're going to say that for Sunday. Sunday, we're on two hours. Uh, we're out of time uh, on today's show. All right. So visit our website, African History, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have uh, information for Cash App and PayPal there. And when you scroll down, we have the information for the... Uh, um, online classes that I teach. Okay. So on Saturdays, uh, this is a 10 week online course that I teach 2 PM to 5 p 2 PM to 4 PM Eastern standard time. Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. Kemet's one of the original names for Egypt. Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. So we deal with thousands of years of history. We can't start studying our history and slavery. We have to uh, understand that historical events don't happen in the, and we have to look at what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. So we deal with ancient Africa, we deal with the Nile Valley region of Africa, uh, Ethiopia, Nubia, Tanahesi, ancient Kemet. We deal with civilizations, great you know, great Zimbabwe. We look at 
uh, Carthage. We look at the Punic Wars. We, look, we deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors and what the Moors take into Europe. We go through and look at this history chronologically, okay? We go through and look at this history chronologically. And then we, we, we look at the beginning of the transatlantic slave trade in 1441, right around there with the Portuguese. Um, and we go throughout history. So I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips. Um, you don't have to buy any books to follow along in the class, but, uh, you know, the, the number of books that I cite also, you can use this information with your children. I would say the information is PG 13. Uh, so I don't do a lot of cursing and things like this It's very well documented classes on sale, $80 regularly, $130. Okay. Once you register for it, you have full access to the class, even after the class is over with. Okay. You still have full access to the class. All right. And then on, on Saturdays, I teach from the civil war to the civil rights movement and black power, 1865 to 1968. Okay. From the civil war to the civil rights movement, and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Now, this second class uh, that I teach, and this is from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time also. When you register for both of these classes, you can watch the um, uh, classes we did uh, last weekend, all right? So we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime. So the second class, um, I created this second class because there was so much information that I could not get into the first one, understand the transatlantic slave trade, understand the transatlantic slave trade. I've been teaching that on and off since 2017. Okay. And this new one, we just, I just started teaching this one, um, mid 2021. So this one, we start in 1803 with the Louisiana purchase. And we deal with the Missouri compromise of 1820, Louisiana, which, which is a result of the Louisiana Purchase. We deal with Texas winning its independence from Mexico in 1836. We look at the Mexican-American War of 1846-1848, um, uh, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo of 1848 as well, which organizes the land that uh, the U.S. gets from Texas. The U.S. gets uh, the land that makes up Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, um, California, Utah, and Nevada all that from Mexico for about $15 million. Then we look at the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, uh, the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854, Bleeding Kansas, 1855, the Bleeding Kansas conflict between uh, pro-slavery and anti-slavery uh, groups that were armed in, in the Kansas territory. And then we, we see what leads up to the uh, Civil War starting. And then we deal with uh, the Civil War, 1861-1865, Reconstruction, 1865-1877, uh, Jim Crow era, 1880s, 1890s, World War, World War I, World War II, Great Migration, 1915-1970, Civil Rights Movement, the Black Power Movement, to, to understand what happened to us after slavery ended. Okay? And the history of Reconstruction and, and Reconstruction ending in 1877 with the Compromise of 1877, the closing of the, the, the failure of the Freedmen's Bank uh, of 1874, the closing of the U.S. Bureau of Freedmen Refugees and Abandoned Lands, 1872, 
all this stuff we we never really recovered from what uh reconstruction ending and the reversal of the rights and the progress that African Americans were making, the reversal that takes place in the 1880s and 1890s. Okay, so we go through each class, we go through and analyze about a 10, 15, 20 year period of history to understand what happened to us after slavery ended, how we got to where we are today, to understand where we need to go from here, what needs to take place. And we and we and we get to see the we get to see the attack on voting rights that took place the brutal attack on voting rights in state legislatures okay rewriting state constitutions to to impose poll taxes and literacy tests things like this but also the uh domestic terrorism that was inflicted upon african americans to keep us from voting as well and keep us away from the voter polls all right this is why the january 6 2021 insurrection is a continuation or what uh, a, a continuation of what was going on during Reconstruction and the end of Reconstruction, the domestic terrorism that was inflicted upon us during Reconstruction. Uh, January 6th insurrection is a continuation of that. Okay, but when you, when you don't understand history, you don't see the connection between it. So this is what we deal with in this class. Now, uh, we have the classes in the bundle pack also. You can register for both of them um, at a big discount. The classes are regularly $130 each with bundle pack. For a limited time only, you can register for both classes for only $120. And if you've taken any of my online classes with me in the past, going back to 2017, um, email me at ahnshow at com. You get a 50% discount uh, on the classes in the bundle pack. All right, email me at ahnshow at com. As soon as you register... Uh, you can watch the class we did classes we did last weekend. There's bonus content also, and you'll get uh, 15 bonus lectures from me, uh, digital lectures. Uh, that's part of the Michael M. Hotep 15 DVD bundle pack, the Black History Month bundle pack. This one right here we have in DVD format. You can order it in DVD format from our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. But as a bonus, you'll get those lectures included uh, in digital format. When you register for uh, ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. OK, so let me see if we can bring this up here. Uh, I'll post a link here and visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And you can register for it there. Okay, um, if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, email me at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com also. Whether it's African American History Month or uh, Juneteenth or uh, Women's History Month, because I have a presentation, Great African Women in History, the Mothers of Civilization. So email me uh, for that also. And we just posted the link here where you can register for the classes. All right, so here's a here's a brief overview of some of the things we cover in this online class. So was, I have over 200 slides for the class, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what, what they didn't teach you in school. So we've seen the attack on Black History Month uh, that's taking place this month because of these anti-critical race theory laws. And uh, Axios.com has a really good article that we've talked about here on this show 
new rules are limiting how teachers can teach Black History Month. New rules are limiting how teachers can teach Black History Month. Okay, it's a really good article from Axios.com that deals with these deals with these attacks. And this is understanding politics. When we go through and study this history, we see the role that laws and policies play. Okay, now some of the things that uh, we deal with in the class are the eight hundred. The 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. We look at shocking archaeological discoveries that are causing experts to rethink everything. And when these archaeological discoveries take place, and we, we went through some of them uh, last weekend. So when you register for the class, you'll get to see that. Um, these are causing the scientists to have to push the timelines back. They're saying they have to rethink everything. And it's causing them to have to push the timelines back. We look at the role insurance companies uh, played that uh, and insurance companies that took out policies on slave ships and enslaved Africans on plantations. Freemasonry, America and the founding fathers, origins of the term America, Africa and more. There's a lot of information we look at because uh, the, the class started as a four and a half hour lecture I did back 2014. And then that lecture was uh, that lecture was the result of about seven years of research on this subject matter. And then the lecture, the four and a half hour lecture expanded into an online class in 2017 and is, is grown exponentially since I first taught it in 2017. So we, we see different articles um, like this is from February. This is from March 2021 mock slave auctions. Racist lessons how U.S. history class often traumatizes, dehumanizes black students. Um, and that's from USA Today. And we look at this one here. Republican state lawmakers want to punish schools that teach the 1619 Project. So we see an attack on the 1619 Project. We see an attack on African-American History Month. We see an attack on the teaching of uh, in, in many school districts and states because of these laws. We see an attack on the teaching of the civil rights uh, movement, slavery, uh, teaching about racism, white supremacy, et cetera. This article right here, dealing with Juneteenth, a lot of African-Americans don't know about the history of Juneteenth. A lot of what they know about Juneteenth is false. Most Americans know little or nothing about Juneteenth poll finds. This is from New York Times. 60% of Americans know little or nothing about Juneteenth because the Emancipation Proclamation didn't end slavery. That was June 1st, 1863. That's not what ended slavery. It's the... It's the 13th Amendment ratified December 6, 1865. That's one of my teachers, Dr. Linda Jeffries. So we talk about uh, um, Asara Osset and Heru, who the Greeks called Osiris, Isis, and Horus, and that Immaculate Conception story, Heru being born of a virgin birth, December 25th. And uh, we look at, you know, the different Netaru in ancient Kemet and how they influenced the deities amongst the Romans and the Greeks. We know Osset, who the Greeks called Isis, her name means she of thrones. She is associated with the love, with love and fertility. And when we when we look at Europe, we see even before the Moors go in that the Europeans are worshiping the black Madonna and child that comes from Osset and Heru, who were African as well. And there's still statues of the black Madonna and child that are in Europe today. Uh, whether you talk about Spain, whether you talk about uh, France, Russia, um, this book here. This is one of the books we use in the class. This is from uh, Renoko Rashidi. 
Black Star, the African presence in early Europe. Black Star, the African presence in early Europe. So this deals with some of the history of the Moors in Europe. And we look here. Page 90 and 91. He has some pictures that he took. He's in uh, Switzerland of the Black Madonna Child. Uh, statues and paintings. Switzerland, uh, Poland, Madrid, Spain, Luxembourg, city Luxembourg. So Europeans were worshiping African people hundreds of years ago, even before the Moors go in. This is the flag of Sard the national flag of Sardinia, Italy, with the four Moors heads on it. Originally, the flag was we break. I break this down in the class. We go deep into this. Originally, the flag was blind. The, the bandana was originally blindfolds because they had been conquered and uh, made prisoners. But because of tourism and uh, being politically correct, they changed the they changed the blindfolds to bandanas. But they still have flags where they have blindfolds. Okay, you'll still see that depiction with the blindfolds all right so we have the uh decolorized version uh the retelling of the story the decolorized version with the white um mary and jesus and mary being the virgin so the stories of the virgin birth the immaculate conception the adoration those are retelling of ancient stories that go back as early as 3300 BC in ancient Nubia. Uh, and Browder, Tony Browder talks about this on page 95 of Nonviolent Contributions to Civilization. Some other things that we deal with in the class, what was the transatlantic slave trade? What were some of the events that led up to the transatlantic slave trade starting? What, what role did Christopher Columbus play in the transatlantic slave trade? Columbus really helps Columbus and Spain really help expand the transatlantic slave trade. He helps to lay the foundation for slavery, racism, capitalism, the exploitation of indigenous people really helps to expand uh, uh, slavery, the uh, conquering the land in the, especially in the Caribbean, uh, Hispaniola and uh, Jamaica, Cuba, Puerto Rico, things like this and setting up the plantations, especially the sugarcane plantations. Okay, and then you're going to see these fights over this land between different European nations, the, the, the French and the British and things like this. But the Spanish are the second ones involved in the transatlantic slave trade right, right behind the Portuguese. The Portuguese are going to dominate for the first 200 years. When did Africans first come to the U.S. as slaves? Did Africans sell themselves into slavery? We deal with that complicated history. Were African people in America before the transatlantic slave trade? Absolutely, because this was our land stolen from us. This when we have when we deal with African American History Month, one of the dominant themes of African American History Month needs to be the first Americans were Africans. Before we talk about slavery in African American, see, 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 I'm, I'm the type of history I deal with in in the type of teachers I have. My Black History Month presentations are different than what a lot of people are used to seeing. Now, Dr. David M. Hotel wrote the book, The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence. He's a friend of mine. I know him personally. I've interviewed him probably about 13 times. 
and and Professor Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, another one of my teachers, he deals with the African presence here in this land going back tens of thousands of years ago. This is before Native Americans came into existence, before slavery existed. We cannot start our history in slavery, even during, quote unquote, Black History Month. And we talk about Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who created Negro History Week. We talked about him on yesterday's show, February 7th, 1926. Dr. Woodson also studied African history, and that was part of the, the, the cultural celebration of Negro History Week, understanding African history as well and the connection between African-Americans here and on the continent of, on the continent of Africa. Okay, the, 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 unfortunately, the way that we commemorate uh, African-American History Month or Black History Month in many ways is like really disrespectful to Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Okay, why isn't this coming up? Hold on. Okay, here we go. We talked about this uh, yesterday, Zen Education Project. This article here, February 7th, 1926. Carter G. Woodson launched Negro History Week and to get some of the background information. This is Dr. Carter G. Woodson here. I see very, I've seen very few pictures of Dr. Woodson where he's smiling because he was educating the people about their history who've been taught to hate who they are. I've seen very few pictures of Dr. Woodson where he's smiling, okay? I mean, actual pictures. You may see like a painting. I've seen very few actual pictures where he's smiling. And then my friend, Dr. Daryl Michael Scott, wrote this piece for ASALA, Association for the Study of African-American Life and History, which is the governing body of Black History Month, and it's the organization that Dr. Woodson uh, co-founded September 9th, 1915. I, uh, uh, Dr. Daryl Michael Scott is a history professor at Howard University. I interviewed him in 2021 because we dealt with, um, he, teaches, he teaches a class um, at Howard from um, slavery to mass incarceration. And I interviewed him uh, in 2021. Okay, we dealt with the myth that mass incarceration is because of the 13th Amendment. It's not. And I, we uh, interviewed him for about two hours, okay? So Dr. Daryl Michael Scott goes through, and a lot of this information I read a few years ago when I was researching uh, the origins of African-American history. Well, that's when I first found out about him, and I emailed him and asked him, could I use uh, information that he wrote that was on Asala's website dealing with the history? I was asking, could, he, could I use that in an article I was writing? That's when I first made contact with him. Okay, so uh, so check this out here. That's at zeneducationproject.com. Zeneducationproject.org. Uh, zeneducationproject.org. And there's been an annual theme for African American History Month, Black History Month, going back to 1928. There's been an annual theme. This year's theme is Black Health and Wellness. Or black wellness and health. Um, so they have it at Asala's website, the, the information. Now, on page 14 of Dr. David M. Hotep's book, and his book is backed up by 713 footnotes and seven peer-reviewed articles, which is the height of uh, academia. He deals with this discovery made by Dr. Albert Goodyear, who's an archaeologist uh, from the University of South Carolina, 
he deals with this discovery made in 2004. And Dr. Albert Goodyear um, found 13 different types of evidence thoroughly documenting an African presence in the land we call the United States of America going back at least 51,700 years ago. Now, I know people like to talk about 1619 and keep talking about 1619. Well, the, the Spanish were taking Africans into the territory we call South Carolina in 1526. That's 93 years before 1619. That gets left out. That doesn't really get, 1526 doesn't really get talked about a lot. They talk about a little bit in the 1619 project, but they keep focusing on 1619, Jamestown, Virginia, but don't deal with the Africans who were here for tens of thousands of years before that. So, you know, if you think your history in this country started in slavery, you mistakenly think everything you did after that is somehow progress. No, you have to understand the history before that. Uh, okay, let's see here. Let's go back to this. So they found they found artifacts, architecture, campsites, carvings, uh, Egyptian writings, footprints and lava, genetic M174D haploid dealing with DNA and genetics, linguistics, paintings, skulls, skeleton structures and tools. They found 13 different types of uh, evidence thoroughly documenting an African presence in this country going back at least 51,700 years ago. But in our class this past weekend, we looked at information coming out of Brazil that pushes the uh, presence of homo sapiens, and these were African people, back 100,000 years ago, as opposed to 56,000 years ago in South America. There's so, there's, there's so many archeological discoveries that are, that are coming out every other week. Okay, so we, we have this, and then here's Dr. Albert Goodyear. Uh, now, the discovery was of the Khoisan. The Khoisan have the oldest DNA on the planet, that the ancestors that I knew in the Toile, they go all around the world. This is a article from sciencedaily.com, which is a scientific website. They deal with scientific discoveries and archeological discoveries. This, this article is from November 18, 2004. November 18, 2004, new evidence puts man in North America 50,000 years ago. Okay, who, who were these people? New evidence puts man in North America 50,000 years ago. We had already circumnavigated the globe, and we and, and and because of the discovery coming out of Morocco in June of 2017, we know that Africans were uh, in the territory uh, uh, that's today Morocco. We know that they migrated from the Nile Valley region of Africa at least a hundred thousand years earlier than we originally thought, because in June of 2017 they found skeletal remains of homo sapiens that date back between 300,000 and 350,000 years ago, which are, which are at least a hundred thousand years older than, than the remains discovered in Ethiopia in 1974 that date back 195,000 years ago. So with this class, we don't start the history in slavery. We start the history before Europeans existed. Radiocarbon tests of carbonized plant remains where artifacts were unearthed last May along the Savannah River in Allendale County by University of South Carolina archaeologist Dr. Albert Goodyear indicate that the sediments containing these artifacts are at least 50,000 years old, meaning that humans inhabited 
North America long before the last ice age. Who are these humans? Who are these humans? This is before Europeans even come into existence. 50,000 years ago. So these were the Khoisan. So the Khoisan had the oldest DNA on the planet. An October 2012 genetic study published in Science Magazine found that the Khoisan in Southern Africa are the oldest ethnic group of modern humans with their ancestral line originating about 100,000 years ago. The Khoisan, formerly called by the derogatory term Bushmen, Bushmen, are genetically unique and no other currently known population had separated so early from our common modern human ancestor, according to the report. Now, this archaeological discovery here blew everybody away. This is from the New York Times, February 15, 2010. On Crete, new evidence of very ancient mariners. On Crete, new evidence of very ancient mariners. When these discoveries come out, I mean, we look at the lost city of Egypt, uh, Dazzling Aten, that came out in, in uh, 2021. The city about 3,400 years old, okay, is the lost city of Egypt. We look at the, the lost city of Thomas Heraklion that, that, that was um, revealed in 2013. It's a 1,200-year-old city that was swallowed up into the sea off the uh, uh, Egypt's Bay of Abu Kir. There's so many archaeological discoveries coming out. So in this 10-week online class, we don't start our history in slavery. Like oftentimes we've been taught to start the history. We... We go back into antiquity. We do it tens of thousands of years of history. This discovery right here blew people away and it caused the archaeologists to understand that seafaring in the Mediterranean, they had to push the timeline back 100,000 years. They had to back that thing up. Juvenile had the song, back that thing up, like 1988, 99. When these archaeological discoveries come out, when you read them, and they, they publish them in the journal Nature and other scientific journals, things like this. The scientists say they have to rethink everything. And they start realizing, and they're saying all this is much older than what we've been taught. So they have to push the timelines back. Stone tools, now this article, this, this discovery is 12 years old. Stone tools found on the Greek island of Crete over two summers, archaeologists say, are at least 130,000 years old, at least 130,000 years old, which is considered strong evidence for the earliest known seafaring in the Mediterranean and calls for rethinking the maritime capabilities of pre-human cultures. Crete has been an island for more than 5 million years, meaning that the toolmakers must have arrived by boat. So this seems to push the history of Mediterranean voyaging back more than 100,000 years. This seems to push, this seems to push Mediterranean sea voyaging back more than 100,000 years, specialists in Stone Age archaeology say. Previous artifact discoveries has shown people reaching Cyprus, a few other Greek islands, and possibly Sardinia no earlier than 10,000 to 12,000 years ago. So they have to back that thing up.
So who was on the planet 100,000 years ago, 130,000 years ago? This one right here about the lost city of Egypt, Thomas Arachliana. This is from Yahoo News. There's numerous articles on this from Yahoo, Yahoo News picked up by the, they, they picked it up from the Telegraph, which is a UK publication. BBC has information on this as well. Sunken Egyptian city reveals 1200 year old secrets. This is about Thomas Heraklion, a city that was swallowed into the sea. And then when you when you look at the discovery that came out about 2011, 2012, about the 17 pyramids found buried underneath Egypt using infrared, a, a, a satellite that uses infrared technology to see underground, and they found 17 pyramids buried underneath Egypt. Because all these different types of archaeological discoveries we deal with in the class, this is the type of information we need to talk about during African American History Month. I mean, we can talk about runaway slaves. I mean, we, we, we can talk about runaway slaves, but I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, we can talk about the first, you know, you know, people get the first patent and it's the African genius. We can talk about people that made inventions to make white people's lives easier. We can talk about that, but it's so much more to our history. Other things we deal with in the class, the problems with slave movies. Why are we being bombarded with slave movies and slave themed TV shows like a few years ago? Under I, I don't watch any of them. You know, I know people like underground. It's like, okay, when you understand the like whole perspective of our history and the whole timeline of our history, it's like, okay, why do you have shows about slavery? Why don't you have shows about when African people ruled the world and African people ruled civilizations? Why don't you have shows about like that or shows about, you know, West Africa and Ghana, Songhai, Mali, uh, Zimbabwe, uh, ancient Nubia, okay, uh, ancient Kemet, things like this. We deal with Osar, Osset, and Heru, who the Greeks called Osiris, Isis, and Horus, and the origins of the Immaculate Conception story, but also the uh, and we deal with language as well and uh, understand language because to understand a lot of this history, you have to understand language also. The links between ancient Kemet, Egypt, and early Christianity, which is deep. We deal a little bit with the origins of Christmas a little bit. We talk about Joata Piet, Black Pete, and center class. Center class is the um, uh, center class is the uh, religious figure coming from the Dutch and coming from the Netherlands, the religious figure that wore red and white and center class in Dutch means St. Nicholas. This is the religious figure that the mythological figure of Santa Claus is based upon. And when the Dutch come to the U.S. in the early 1700s, they bring center class with them and center class gets transformed into Santa Claus. This is a deep history. But um, the center class had a center class had a sidekick named Joata Piet, Black Pete, and Black Pete was a Moor. Um, is this the preview? I think this is the preview. To pre this is this is not the full uh, slide. So we, we showed Black Pete uh, yesterday. Uh, this is, I think this is the preview presentation of the class. Yeah, this is the preview. Okay.
because the full class is only 200 slides or something like that. So we talk about black people. We do all this because when they when they celebrate the when, when they have the parade and celebrate Black Pete, Joie de Piet, all of this right in in uh, right around December 5th or so uh, in 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 uh, the Netherlands, uh, they show that they have people dressed up as center class and people dressed up as Joie de Piet. And they have on black face and Afro wigs and red lipstick, things like this. And they say that the they say that the the steamboat comes from Spain. They say the steamboat in the mythology, they say the steamboat comes from Spain that brings Joaquin Piet, Black Pete. Well, the Iberian Peninsula, Spain and Portugal is where the Moors go in in 711 A.D. And they say the steamboat comes from Spain. Now, the 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 myth of uh, Joie de Piet comes from a um, um, it comes from a children's book in the 1850s. Okay, a children's book in the 1850s. So we deal with uh, Christopher Columbus. We have to deal with that demon and his four voyages, where he went on his four voyages. Columbus never came to the land that we call the United States of America. The closest he came here was Cuba, which is 90 miles away. Okay, he goes into Hispaniola and in Haiti and Dominican Republic had never recovered from being conquered by Columbus and the Spanish. He's conquering on behalf of the Spanish crown. They've never recovered from that. Puerto Rico has never recovered from that. Jamaica, even though uh, the British take control of Jamaica, from the Spanish, Jamaica has never recovered from being conquered by the Spanish. We, we, when we go look at the history of these Caribbean nations, these island nations, we see the devastation that happened over 500 years ago to them. Columbus conquers the Bahamas in 1492 and uh, Cuba and Hispaniola. The western third of the island of Hispaniola is where Haiti is, with what the Taino called Haiti, and what the what the Africans there called Haiti when they won their independence in Haitian Revolution 1791-1804. The Dominican Republic is is on the island of Hispaniola also. And then Columbus conquers um, Jamaica in 1494 and Puerto Rico as well. He goes into the West Indies and Puerto Rico in, in 1493 in, in Jamaica, 1494. Trinidad and Venezuelan mainland in 1498. Conquers Panama and Honduras in Central America, 1504. They've never recovered from this. Dr. David M. Hotep in the First Americans Where Africans Documented Evidence, uh, he, he said that 70% of the people Columbus encounters on his four voyages were still African people. 70%. Because we were already in those island areas. And then when you look at Captain John Smith in 1607 in Virginia, Captain John Smith said he was captured by a group of black Indians. That's on about page 67 of the first Americans were Africans documented evidence. But Ptolemy de las Casas, who's the one who he he encourages um uh the Pope and uh, King Charles V to to basically stop enslaving Native Americans and enslave African people. 
he talks about how the Native Americans have had and have, have suffered enough and their populations are dying out. Um, this is in the the areas that the Spanish, those those colon, those um, Caribbean nations that the, the Spanish are conquering because Bartolomeu de las Casas was a bishop who traveled with Columbus on a number of his voyages. Bartolomeu de las Casas estimates that Columbus was responsible for the murder of 12 million to 25 million indigenous people. Um, Dr. John Henry Clark deals with this a lot in um, Christopher Columbus in African Holocaust, slavery and the rise of European capitalism. We look at the role that insurance companies played also. Insurance companies taking on insurance policies, not just on slave ships and Africans on those slave ships, but also Africans on the plantations as well. Here in the U.S., there was at least 40 insurance companies that sold policies on Africans on the plantations. All right. So that's, that's just a, a little brief overview of some of the things that we deal with in this 10 week online course that I teach ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. All right, so we do this class on Saturdays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Class is regularly uh, $130. It's on sale $80 as soon as you register for it. You can start watching content. You can watch the classes we did last week. And this bonus content also, you're going to get 15 bonus lectures from me, the uh, Michael M. Hotel uh, Black History Month bundle pack. You'll get that from me. Um, so we have all that. And uh, you can visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You can register there for the, uh, you can register there for the, uh, for the class. And then also on Sundays, I teach from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement of Black Power, 1865 to 1968. From the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement of Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Okay. And that one picks up where uh understanding the transatlantic slave trade leaves off. You can watch you can watch them in any order, but it picks up where that leaves off. Remember, we have the uh bundle pack. So you can register for uh both classes for $120. That's a $260 value. Um, so we go up, we have that and you can register for the bundle pack. And if you have taken any of my class, my online classes before, email me at AHN show at African history network.com and you'll get a, uh, 50% discount for returning students. Email me at AHN show at African history network.com to get a 50% uh, discount. Okay. So let's. Uh, post this here, course bundle. All right, we have to get out of here. Remember the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win, we're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you next time, peace. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry, it's larger than the art world, 
and I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre, I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me and she said, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. Jeanette Davis is a well-established author with six published books. Black Survival in White America from Past History to the Next Century was published in 1995 and it delves into the history of African Americans before slavery up to contemporary times. The Great Divide Between Blacks and Whites was released in 2008 and her autobiography Black Just Like My Mama was published in 2010. Soulful Journey the Business of Beings was released in December 2021 and her two latest books, Echoes from the Heart, Love Throws Poetry, and Master Being Human were both published in January of 2022. Jeanette Davis' writings delve deeply into the psyche of black people from ancient to contemporary times. She cuts no corners and leaves no stones unturned in relating truth, letting the chips fall where they may on both African and European doorsteps. Order Jeanette Davis's books today at Amazon.com. Search for Jeanette Davis and get to know her work today. iRedify is a black-owned digital platform that showcases black and brown cultures and people. The books on the platform are written by African-American authors, Afro-Caribbean authors, African authors, and so much more. Kids 14 and under can read eBooks, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. Kids can even write in the books digitally. Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iRedify.com. Sign up for your membership today. Abundant Capital Group is a real estate investment company with over 20 years of experience in real estate. They specialize in two areas of real estate. One, they solve real estate problems with creative financing solutions that give the seller the most money for their property. And two, they show individuals how to get a higher rate of return on their investment capital with real estate note investing. If you are looking to sell or need to sell your property, here is what they provide. Market value offer, even if you have little or no equity, they typically pay all closing costs, which can be thousands of dollars. They close on a date of the seller's choosing and the seller does not have to be out of the house at the time of closing. They take the property in an as is condition and the seller is not required to make any repairs. Give them a call or email them today for a free consultation and see how they can help you with your real estate needs. Call them at 973-475-8488. That's 973-475-8488. 
Visit their website, AbundantCapitalGroup.com, that's AbundantCapitalGroup.com, and email them at ACG at AbundantCapitalGroup.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Abundant Capital Group. Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African-American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome. We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the trauma. They are emotionally constipated and emotionally obese. Because again, all the things that we experienced in childhood, we suffocated and we stored in our body. It's a time to kill and it's a time to heal. We've been haunted by the ghost of Willie Lynch and his doctrine of self-refueling trauma for too long. It's time for Willie to die. Die, Willie. It's time for the ghost LOXD block. It's time to kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and get out the matrix. Check out my man Ron Life Speaks at DieWillie.com.